Ooh, what's up? Sorry, let me start over. I don't know if I want to <laughs> let you. I think I want to. I think I want to lock you into that. You can do it again, but I think we're locked in. Right, we're locked in. All right, all right. What's going on, everyone? It is a super spooky special episode of the Funhouse Podcast. Lindsay is out today on a cruise somewhere, but here I have Charlotte uh, that is going to be helping me out today on today's podcast. Charlotte does this thing that I really like and admire called the Sunday Spookies. No, nope, it's, where... it's not the called that. Spooky Sunday. It's on the screen. Nope. Sunday. Sunday Scaries. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. I, I was I was close. Anyway, uh, she takes a little bit out of her Sunday every single Sunday and watches a scary or spooky movie. And I always have fun uh, whenever it's Monday and we're around the water cooler like we do at work. All day. And I'm always like, Charlotte, what was your Sunday scary this Sunday? And I'll often say I didn't watch one. <laughs> oh, well. Because that's part of Sunday scaries is it doesn't have to be on Sunday. Look, it's hard to do it something be every single week. week. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to do one this past Sunday. And I uh, abstained so I could play video games. It's hard to have a routine. I totally understand. So anyway, it's cool that you have Sunday scaries on any day of the week. Mm -hmm. And so and, yeah, spread the love around the calendar. We are going to go through some of, or maybe all of the ones that you've gone on. Uh, yeah, and we can Sunday talk scaries. about the. I, we're here at the beginning of October. Uh huh. The, the That's time why we're to doing watch this. Yeah. scary movies. That is why we're doing this. That's right. <laughs> I know how it works. I used to be a host of this podcast. <laughs> oh, you know, wow, really? I used to be something in this town. <laughs> How did I get this job? Uh, Armando anyway. left. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday Scaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, okay, there was some confusion as to whose podcast this was yeah. in the beginning off mic. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm guessing on the Funhouse podcast, the show Ryan hosts every week. And Ryan was like, Charlotte will be starting us off. And I was like, news to me. I thought I was on her podcast about Sunday Scaries. It's, since this it is can't her be thing. the Sunday Scary podcast one day out of the rest of the year. I know. I, as much as I would love that. So I'll, I'll give a little background on Sunday Scaries. It was never done for content. Like, uh -huh. I mean, like, I want to talk about it because I like talking about scary movies with you. Um, and you're the kind of local cinephile here hey. in uh, here in Los Angeles. Everyone goes to Ryan, the That's movie right. guy. I have and, nothing um, to say, but I do watch movies. So uh, and I'll be the Siskel to his Ebert. But <laughs> I um last I was I used to be a weenie. You, know? you love Ween too? I, Hell yeah. <laughs> is that what the fans call themselves? <laughs> uh, wieners, weenies, whatever. Weenies you know. got it. Yeah. I, I I admit I'm not. Uh, in the fold. But Dean Ween, he's from Philadelphia area, right? Uh, New Hope. New Pennsylvania. Hope, yes. yes. Yeah, New Hope is, it's like a gay biker river town. Hell yeah. And I did, That's cool. I did some community theater there. Okay. Yeah. I was um, Toulouse in a production of Aristocats Jr. <laughs> Aristocats Which is pretty scary. Jr. Yeah. That should be on your Sunday scaries. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have some questionable uh, entries on this that some people may disagree with, but uh, we can get into it. But yeah, I used to... I guess not. I didn't listen to Ween. I used to be a pussy bitch, oh. and I couldn't watch scary movies. I'd only okay. seen like a handful. Like I'd seen, I'd seen It Follows, and pretty much nothing else. I'd seen Hereditary. Wow. So and, and no classic. And those are ones those like, are scary. Like Halloween or I. Like I think I'd seen like Halloween with a friend, like the original. Okay. And then I'd seen. I had this psycho friend who was the kind of guy that was like, check this out. I'll play all the good scenes. And then would just skip around and show me the kills and stuff, uh, which like you could go watch. Um, is it Dead Meat? Okay. The YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he does that much better Rooster than, my, than my buddy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a friend of the family. Um, but yeah, I started last year around Halloween because like I'm not a Halloween is my Christmas kind of gal. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm not. You're not a, one of those kind of weenies. I'm not one of those. No, I'm not one of those. Well, I used to be a weenie, but now I'm a Halloweenie. Uh. Uh, yeah, right. And so last year I started with like I don't even remember because this I I didn't have the letterbox list until like a month or so ago when I was like I got to start keeping track of this. But I watched like the 2017 It remake. I watched. Um, I might have watched X in that same time. I think I watched The Platform pretty early on, the Spanish yes, movie. I told you yeah, about that you one. told me about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I went through and to the best of my abilities, I kept track of what I've been watching because I basically through exposure therapy, because I was missing out on a huge slice of culture. And like I am so glad I did it because horror is so fun and so inventive and like exists in a like in like an indie way that like no other 
like uh, uh, genre seems to. Absolutely, it's pure cinema. Yeah, it's, it's it's like, and it's funny, and it's it's like heartfelt sometimes, and mm-hmm. also just like silly, and like you can just appreciate something for just inventive kills. Like I never used to get that where someone would be like, "This movie's like kind of fine," but there's one really cool kill, and I'd be like, "I don't understand." So that's how I feel about X with the pitchfork. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I, I haven't seen Pearl yet. Um, I have not either. Okay, I heard it's fine. I haven't seen Ma- Max Six Six's scene. Either is that out? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just haven't seen it because it's not out yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max scene. Yes, that's about the first character. The fir- it's first in the eighties, I think. All of a sudden, yeah, it's the first character. Oh, because the first the one's movie. in the seventies. That's right. Yeah. And then the pearl is a prequel. Well, yes, and yeah. for like well, we, a we can get to it. We can, do. We right, just yeah, want to yeah, go just, down the just, list. Let's just jump right into. I it. think this is some of them. I'm not really sure what the order is on this because it's not by release because talk to me is the most recent but then 28 days later is the next one D- did you add them in order of how you uh, when you saw you know them what i think it is mostly ordered by release just looking at these but for some reason the 28 days later one is mislabeled in the data on letterbox god i don't know why it's up there but it is in sense. uh it's it's in order by date should we get we rick to, to order it by uh when you added it or? yeah let's do that if rick if you could uh order sort the list by when charlotte added it only recently though would it actually be accurate to it's when fine, i watch yeah. stuff now like, w- w- while he's doing that one thing i you kind of just touched on this but i really respect the fact that you basically this you, you saw this as a blind spot in your viewing habits you had not seen enough horror and then you're like fuck it i'm gonna tackle horror you know, yeah as a genre as a whole i like to do that with like directors it's like oh man i haven't seen enough mm-hmm. paul schrader movies and then all of a sudden boom i'll just like take a month and watch oh, all of I, them man you know just, I, I should put the card counter on this <laughs> yeah right horrifying that one scene at the fisheye lens yes yep. yes yes <laughs> have you seen uh master gardener yet no this is the, his new one it's good it's in the it's it's so funny because I got my friend Mara to, to to watch all of them recently, and she was like, you know, all of these just have this white guy protagonist with a voiceover, like a la ta- Taxi Driver, which he also wrote. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's right. Just kind of like like him writing in a journal. That's it. It's like somebody writing in a journal, and then you hearing what they're writing. It's a very like old school yeah. like tactic to tell the story. Yeah, like, I mean, because I've been watching. I've been like eliminating a lot of blind spots. I just started watching the original Star Trek series. Okay, I will like, never do that. That's a ton of like voiceover. Not it's, that it's, it's not actually, good. It's probably. pretty fun. I mean, I, like, I but I am kind of like dreading having to get all the way through it because I want to watch the movies. But I'm starting all the way God, back. God, that's like you're like Omar what, trying to watch a thousand One Piece. Episodes yeah, well, he's in on like month. 500. I know, and like no time at all. And I'm on episode 12 of the original Star Trek run, which feels just as impressive. <laughs> it's just as much a slog. Sometimes some of them. Have, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here. But right, I like Rick. I like tamping down those blind yeah, spots. I just recently started doing it with punk music. Oh, nice. I said to my friend, I'm like, I don't know punk, and he was like, I got you. And he's out I, of work because of the strike, so he made me a era by era nine playlists of like a compendium of punk i would like to get in on that well then we talk about that but but we're here to talk about sunday scaries i would say just go to the original screenshot and we'll go through it i don't know what you're doing right now okay okay well have you watched any scary movies lately um i it's not really scary but i watched this movie that john uh smith recommended to me i could not recommend it enough called between the Two infinite minutes, or oh, that's the COVID like apartment movie, right? It's like, well, is it a COVID movie? It, it, they're in an apartment. Start by, uh, I don't know, latest. Yeah, sort start by, by latest. latest. Let's find out what happens here. I I didn't really use Letterbox. This is my first list. You know, I, it took me a long time because I have everything logged on IMDb. Like every movie I've ever seen is rated on IMDb. I have really? it pulled up right here. And then there is a way which I've done that I can that's, export yeah, and transfer that to Letterbox. But now it's like every time I rate a movie, I want to have to go to two different spots. So I'm like, do I, whatever. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, it sucks that like any like cool site will eventually get acquired. Uh, can you zoom on this and go to the top? Okay, I know where here I we start. are. Okay, so we'll start with some Cronenberg. I yeah. saw the uh, the Brood at the at the top. Yeah, there at the top, top left. Uh, this is late seventies Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. My friend uh, uh, Raina Cervantes, who's like a writer for horror publications, did a screening for her podcast at the Draft House. Oh yeah, and uh, I d- I don't know how this list works out because I can already see it's not quite 
how I added it, but that's fine. But we watched The Brood. is a double feature of The Brood, which is like brooding, very like slow burn, Mm -hmm. dark, extremely personal, right into Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Which like such a weird double feature. Yeah, which I honestly don't know if I could call. I mean, like there's there are some great scares, and it's really like unsettling gore in mm-hmm. Chainsaw Two. And I hadn't seen the first one. What? I know, I know. I just wanted to go to the screening though, oh, and wow. like I was gonna see because right. night one that I couldn't go to was uh, High Tension and Ichi the Killer. Hot Tension. <laughs> is uh, that is it a German thing? It's French, I think. Oh, hot. Hot attention, aha. Um, yeah, but the brood was crazy. I, yeah, that movie's great. Uh, I hadn't seen, I've seen The Fly, okay, and I've seen no other Cronenberg. Have you seen Shivers? No, like literally, Is, I've just seen The Fly and The Brood. I might be crazy, but I think Shivers might be The Brood. Like, hold on, I'm trying to figure it out. The oh, no, 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 movie? I'm sorry, The Brood is different. Uh, yeah, there's The Brood, Rabbit, and Shivers, which are all his early uh Canadian movies, which I kind of Mix up a bunch because they're you know right uh, you know Cronenberg once you get far enough movie. north it's all the same like why do they have three territories <laughs> exactly you know um, just make one province make one territory I remember very little about the brood but I have it as a nine out of ten here on on IMDb I loved it apparently it's it's all set up and also like apparently Cronenberg was going through a tenuous divorce at the time and sense. put that completely into the movie and there's lines where like it's like. How can a mother take the child away from the father even if she's not fit to raise the child? And I'm like, and I'm sitting here having just watched like a Brandon Cronenberg movie and I'm like, is that who, that's who he's talking about? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. We'll get to that. Jesus. Uh, and Thirst, I was on a Korean oh, horror Park Chan Wook. Yeah. So I watched, well, first I watched I Saw the Devil uh, a Fuck couple yeah. months ago. Was that based on my recommendation? I uh, That was one that a lot of people recommended. Okay. Um, but like it was definitely like factored in. So like I don't know what is what it is about the uh Korean culture that uh, makes them so good at depicting f- really fucked up revenge. Like yes. that like cuz like you know you watch movies and you're like damn I feel like death is like too too easy and out for this big bad. Like that's kind of like how it's structured, right? Like the bad guy either gets killed or spared, but like they never really truly suffer. Like there's mm-hmm. maybe a moment of humility, like my plan didn't work. But in Korean horror, um, it's it's extremely fucked up. Because I watched Old Boy too. Yes, his other, yeah. his his really big masterpiece. Yeah, which uh, every time I say I watched Old Boy, Jacob's like the Josh Brolin one. I was like, no, <laughs> you mean the Spike Lee one? <laughs> Is that Spike Lee? Yes. I had no idea. It's it so can't weird. be good, right? No, it is not good. Okay, got it. Um, but uh, uh, I love Thirst. I saw it in the movie theater, and I will never forget that final f- vampire fight. You oh, know, where yeah, the sun's God. coming up, and yeah, and they're flying around. I I love the shit out of that because like it, it it answers every like question because it's a very personal story, but like it also like makes sense because like when I watched like I've watched other vampire things where I'm like just get under a blanket mm-hmm. like just like cover yourself with your cloak like you'll be fine but like he keeps thwarting her and it's just such a it's such a good personal story and like she's just an in such an interesting complex character mm-hmm. it's about um a priest who checks himself into like a virus clinic I'm still not super clear on why he does this he volunteers to have himself given a virus and in getting the virus, he has to have emergency surgery, and he's given blood and in transfusion, but it's vampire blood. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. But then, like, it's a whole story about him, like you know about the urges and like about him like fighting with his internal battle with like Christianity and stuff. And like, I'm telling the audience, obviously, you know, you've seen sure, it. sure, yeah. But um, yeah. If you get a chance, uh, I, I I really love his movie, The House Maiden. Uh huh. Um, oh, that recently came out, right? Or uh, well, in the past like the last few years. years. Yeah, probably. last decade. That's but, recent for me. Well, his last movie was Decision to Leave, which I honestly, it's a you and John saw that together. They right? called it a divorce thriller, which I was really excited about. But I, uh, it was okay. I, I didn't mean, love it as much as it's it's no The Brood. It's no Marriage Story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, that would be fun to do like a divorce double feature. Yeah, I'm sure I, I don't a, know. I've like, seen Kramer versus Kramer. That's a good divorce. No, movie. I should, I should, I should see that. That's like, no. I got a whole like bunch of stuff that I need to get to. Yeah, also, you, if you want to like pick out any movie from these, I'm just gonna keep divorce down movies the list. are your blind spot. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I need to get married first, so then yeah. I'll be uh. 
I'll have like a wife who's like, why are you watching all these divorce movies? And well, like, hit me with it. What's your next one? All right. Um, you, you don't have to scroll up yet, really. Yeah, you can scroll, go back to the top. So uh, The Descent hated in a you good way. It? In a good way. Oh, like, it made me so it. uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it like elicited something that most movies have not. <laughs> it's about like uh, like these cave divers. It's an Irish movie, right? Is it Irish? I know it's I not. Think, I, I thought think it was it English. But it you, might you be might, English. It's somewhere right. in the UK. I, I'm pretty sure it's an Irish movie, and it's like a bunch of unknowns and stuff. But like, it's. I mean, it involves like a supernatural element. But the worst part is just claustrophobia. Just like being in these tunnels, like it is so scary to me. Now, obviously, uh, there's spoilers in this podcast, but uh, remind oh, me, what's yeah. the supernatural element? I thought that they were like. I thought they were like uh, incestuous uh, cave people. Okay, I mean. I guess it's not supernatural, but like it stretches the bounds of what we understand to okay, be possible. Well, is that I it, is, it was very grounded. It's, it's human humans <laughs> who became who lived in a cave system and evolved to eat other people and hunt at night and have no eyes and super strength. So it could totally happen. You know, we don't know. We haven't done. I've never been to Ireland. I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for checking me on that. I'm sorry to say that. Um, Guys, please be don't be so liberal with your application of terms and genre. Um, I'm gonna keep it trucking. Belko experiment, not really horror. But really, I would totally call this. I, I mean, psychological thriller, maybe. Well, it has, but just it's in the horror umbrella. The sheer amount of of gruesome violence and gore, it is pretty pretty gory. Yeah, I would call that alone would put it in the horror category for me. I guess you I see would a check out. Face get caved in basically or stomped on. That is that? true. Yeah, that was cool. That was uh, awesome. And this was a. Uh, I don't know. Remember who directed it? But it was written by James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Wrote which it. like I'm seeing like all the actors. I see his brother come in, mm. and then I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. What did you think about the end of that film? Because I want. I. I, how, I didn't, how does it end? Spoilers. It ends basically where oh, it's like there's a right. franchise of the these. Around, yes, right? it's like a it's like a third party that does this all over the world. Right. To like, it felt like it was like leading to something. I mean, I thought, I okay, I thought that was fine. I think there was like a type of movie that kind of proliferated in the early tens that was like very much focused on like what a mind fuck, and I feel like with like Donnie Darko and the like, you had to have some kind of like twist and I, I truly don't think the movie needed that i liked how self-contained it was yeah. but also like i mean I, I i get i literally stopped thinking about it like i did not remember <laughs> that being an element of it well it wasn't like a huge thing it, 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 to me it felt like just obviously trying to set it up for a sequel yeah thing, yeah where it's like okay like that the, is what it felt like. i wish the twist felt cooler and not just like it was just trying to get me to watch another one but I don't know. Yeah, it was it could have it it could have ended like a few minutes earlier and still done the sure. reveal but yeah. like not feel like it's setting up for anything like there's a cho like there's a chosen one. I don't know. I I thought it was cool and I want to watch more of these like th the thing about these movies, the kind where like you get normal people in a room and then you raise the tension until they realize that the only way out is to actually like hurt each other. Mm -hmm. This, I don't know what you would battle call royale that. kind of battle royale thing. Hunger Games. The best thing about a battle royale is when people realize it's real. Yeah. Like that, like in the Belko experiment, like the first time someone's head explodes, it's, it's spoilers. Um, that's pretty <laughs> early, but like, I wish I want to find, I want to see a movie that does battle royale and, and extends that moment. Cause after that release, it becomes less fun for me. I Cause see, then it's yeah. just survival. And like, the boss, like it's basically, yeah, it's the boss basically like becomes like a tyrant, murderous tyrant, and like that kind of speaks to like the relationship between worker and boss. But like mm -hmm. it, that that disbelief is so fun when it's like, surely this guy's not actually gonna try to kill me, my boss. Like if Omar <laughs> like pulled out like a shotgun and walked out of his office, there would be a moment of like, this isn't real, right? right. Like I, I just like that release is so good that I want it to come later somehow. But it also you can't really have any of the action or gore or horror until after that moment. No, that makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. it was, and it's on my horror list. I just I think I wasn't as scared by it. So sometimes I make like a mental distinction. Sure. Whereas it follows. Yeah, moving on to it follows. Yeah. <sighs> I love the shit out of this that movie. That movie fucking rips. <laughs> that movie is so good. This preceded my Sunday scaries. 
Well, it's it funny because so like, like, like when I first saw it, I saw it in the movie. I thought it like the Vista, and I fucking loved it. Like literally, I just remember hearing like the sound of people's feet going like uh, tapping, and you know, just out of anxiety, out of anxiety of just, and it's literally just people walking at the slowest snail's pace ever. But it was so effective. And then I remember going. I was like, I loved it so much that I brought a whole bunch of friends to go see it again. Yeah. And I think I had hyped it up too much because I definitely oh. think people, some people were like, that was okay. It was a lot of just people walking around and then the ending is, I can I can understand people's argument that the ending is maybe a little ungratifying with like the, the whole pool scene. But I loved it when I saw it the first time. Yeah, that felt kind of, um, kind of like a callback to like, typical like like monster like ha- like freddy and jason kind of stuff like mm-hmm. is like we're going to get the upper hand on this monster yeah and like i mean like ha- has any other horror movie so poignantly dared to ask what if there was a really tall guy behind you <laughs> <laughs> no no, no not that's like a, the scariest thing i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> is that part and like if you haven't seen this movie i'm not i'm not even gonna give you any details on that because like it's it's just like and also it's really Who's the director of that? Because that's the guy. Who David did... Mitchell something. It is, is he the one who did Under the Silver Lake? David Robert M- Mitchell. Yes. Uh, right. Under, Under the Silver Lake. I haven't seen that. I I I started watching it and I and and I was like, man, this movie is way better than I heard it was. I yeah. fell asleep because it was I started it too late. It was my own fault, not mm-hmm. the movies. But um, it's a strange movie. Yeah, from what I understand, he was uncompromising, and so whichever studio is responsible for it. A twenty four. Was it A twenty four? Yeah. Because it got like no distribution. It, yeah, like, they there dumped was it. A ton of hype, and then it just was completely left by the wayside. And I can, it, it definitely seems like a weird niche movie that I could, I could probably see them watching it and then test, test screening it, and going, this movie is going to bomb so hard for if we put any more money into this marketing. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, not it was it. so. Hyped though, I, I can't believe I haven't seen it yet because I remember when the first trailer came out, I was such a big fan of it. Follows, yeah, and I just didn't, I just didn't. So maybe I will check that out. That is so weird too because that's such a not a twenty four move. It's like, um, like Annihilation because I have a an, another Alex Garland movie later on on the list. Mm-hmm. But like Annihilation, I remember was like amazing, and whichever studio was like, you need to change the ending, and he said no, and then so they pulled international distribution. And it went to Netflix instead. Mm-hmm. So it had a theatrical run only in the U.S. Weird. And then it aired on Netflix everywhere else. Huh. So it just they just like did not want to like further pay for distribution, which yeah. is like so weird because Annihilation I feel like is like beloved. Well, and the and the, the end of that movie is great. It's phenomenal. That's like yeah, the best part of the movie. Whereas the movie I have on this list, I would say the opposite, which is Men. Oh, yes, Men. I mean, a horror movie. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, like, or I guess maybe it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> it became a horror movie, but for like no reason. It wasn't saying anything. I mean, or was it not? I mean, I thought it was saying a lot. I think it was or saying a lot to, of the same thing to. of like, man, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I got, I got opinions about men, but we need you got to say more. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, like, it just is like so cartoonish at times, and I love Jesse Buckley. Um, that movie like, kind of pissed me off. Uh, or uh, at the end of the movie, the uh, and spoiler, the last eleven minutes or so of this movie is just completely batshit insane. It's so unsettling. It made me kind of appreciate it at the end. I'm like, I kind of just sitting there with throwing my hands up in the air, going, "What in the fuck are we doing I here?" Mean, and I, yeah. I was like, you know, this looks pretty amazing. The uh, effects were really good. I'm like, so I guess, I guess, points to him for effort for trying, but. What the fuck is this thing? It just was like a such a trip, and I feel like it was mostly. I mean, like I know it was like saying some things, but it felt almost just like pure shock, which I I don't know. I feel like the movie had said more earlier, just with like the behavior and acting, and like there was such good stuff early on, like when she's walking through that tunnel and singing, and we first see the silhouette, like, uh-huh. and that's the kind of movie I thought it was gonna be, like being followed by a naked man in the woods, but then like. Then it goes like 200% like super over the top and like I just couldn't I couldn't fuck with it. And like there had been parts that it made me uncomfortable earlier, but like and it was it, I'm not the most squeamish person, but there is a there's a part with a knife and uh, a door that yes. is the most unsettling thing I've ever seen. Like even more yes. unsettling than the end of the movie cuz the end of the movie I was like Wh- whatever the fuck. But that part was like 
oh, I, I was like putting my hands in front of my face Ooh. and I was like, I would be like the, you know, the night vision, like audiences everywhere are terrified by men. And it's like, ah! <laughs> the week one trailer. But yeah, I, I mean, it's on the list, obviously. And I like when things go like from zero to 100. I do like that. Mm. Like I have um, the Suspiria remake on here. Okay. I have both Suspirias on here. But so like sick. the end of, the, was it 2018? Mm. Yeah, the end the of Luka that one, one, the Tilda Swinton one. Yeah, yes. Um, which, if you're not aware, it's a remake of a Spanish or Argento, French? Argento. Uh, Dario Argento. Italian. Italian, yes. An Italian horror movie from the 70s, which is like super trippy and really yep. fun. Um, it's very slow burn, but it's made by the director of Call Me By Your Name, the the remake. The remake is, yes. yes. And yeah. it's like, it goes all the way past, you know, <laughs> at the end. Like, literally, the saturation is so high that, like, it becomes a different visual identity at the end. And it like, it kicks ass. Like it was really cool. Um, I guess, yeah, now we're talking about Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suspiria, um, it's slow. Both versions are very, are pretty slow. Um, and very long. Yeah. Uh, that's my one complaint, but the first one was, I wouldn't have watched it if a friend hadn't been like, you got to watch this. Well, Argento movies, he's one of those guys. If you're not, super familiar with horror was just like he's he was a big deal at the time super you know uh, uh influential filmmaker but i don't think a lot of his films are that accessible to a modern audience sure to put, yeah to put it lightly uh, i almost very like slow burns wish somebody had like digested it and given me an abridged version <laughs> <laughs> like the person who just showed you all the kills yeah yeah i'll yeah. get i'll get my buddy from middle school to come over and be like check this out she falls into a room of barbed wire it's so sick dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then, and that would be that uh but if you're told the swinton head she plays three characters in the remake mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's very fun and it also what i really like about what the remake did because like it's not a page it's not a word for word. It's not a verbatim remake. No. It's very much its own identity. And what it does is it takes the original and it sets it in uh, 80s uh, West Berlin. And like it's a it's an extremely like political like context for it to exist in. And so like it gives like it gives like this like because the first one's like everything happens in that building and you're just nothing really outside of it that right. that concerns you. But like the second one or the remake, they kind of did it like Evil Dead, I guess, which I have one of those on here. But Perfect. And I should add the first two. I've watched them both. But it just it it just builds it out so much that it makes the characters in this, the world uh, so much more impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan's choice. You want to pick one out of these? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Yes. I love Bong Joon-ho. I'm a big Bong fan. Um, this one's both very kinds. not super horror-y. It's it's yeah. it's really not. Well, yeah. Do you, do do you consider Godzilla a horror movie? No. Okay. Yeah. I guess not. Either. I I, it's I mean, an like, action movie, I wouldn't. Maybe? It's it's like its own thing. I mean, there's horror elements. There's definitely. Monsters, you know. There's so monsters and and some effects that have aged. And this is yeah. So if you haven't seen the host, it's kind of you know a. Uh, uh, it's a subversion of the giant monster movie. movie yeah. Yes. Is what I'd say. And it's a really smart, awesome uh, movie from Bong Joon Ho, mm -hmm. Oscar winner for Parasite. Yeah. And yeah, it's about a family trying to go back and save their daughter or son. It's, I forget. It's, it's the family and it's the one guy's daughter. One guy's daughter. Yeah. He's taken go, in the beginning of the movie. He's yeah. taken by the monster. And it's about the in a, with a great initial attack scene. Oh yeah, that scene's awesome. That scene kicks ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you say that the you, you know you're talking shit about the effects, which it, uh, I mean it looked better than it should have. Yeah, but it's definitely a time in VFX where they're like, we've reached a new level. We should flex our muscles a little <laughs> bit. Like it could have been obscured a little bit more. Is all I'm saying. I I agree. I I, I appreciate that there's uh, Bong Joon Ho. It has two movies like this. This movie in Okja, which oh, are, yeah, Okja. you know, feature a giant CGI creature. Mm -hmm. And his movies are so smart and subtle and, you know, expertly written scripts that it's hilarious to me that they're anchored by these giant just that CGI is really funny, yeah. shitty looking creatures. Well, because like, I mean, the the reason it like works for in my opinion in the host is like Two two reasons. One, the monster has a really unique way of moving around, mm -hmm. which it like 
kind of anchors it in the world is like it moves in such a way or like it swings by its tail along the bottom of that bridge where like that's so different than anything else you'd see. Like this is just something otherworldly and it like makes my brain okay with it. And the other thing is that like it's not about the monster. It's about this like family and their relations with each other and how and their mm-hmm. individual arcs through the movie, which is so fun. And it's like heavy on the satire with like uh, env- environmentalism and like how like we treat um, uh, it, it, I mean like there's just and, and like how the news blows things out of proportion sure. it's just like so much about those people that like it didn't really bother me that like there were only and like most of the scenes with the monster like I can make my brain stupid I can be like that's a big fish that's yeah, a yeah. real big fish absolutely <laughs> it, it was more just like, oh, like I, I, I admire directors that kind of will lean into like a, a absurd uh, uh, over the top CGI like Stephen yeah. Chow. If you ever watched any Stephen Chow movies, no, I don't think I have. Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer. Oh yes, I have. I it's didn't like, realize that was. His I name. love how his CGI. It's so bad, but it's but it's so like what he's doing. It's so over the top and cartoonish that I love it. You know. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of like I feel it feels like a pro, like a, a predecessor to what the Daniels are doing. Sure, where it's like. Very practical, very obviously like weird and like I mean theirs is more practical than like uh, Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow's. Yeah. God, I gotta watch Shaolin Soccer again. That movie <laughs> great. kicks on. another movie, another one with a really tall guy uh-huh. <laughs> who just stands up. Yeah, God, that shit is so good. He should make a horror movie. Has uh, he? he? Well, he made Journey to the West. Not really a horror movie, more of an adventure, but it has horror elements. It can get a little scary. Spooky scary. He's awesome. You should see everything he's done. All right, Charlotte's pick. Green Room. Fuck yeah. Hell now, yeah. With, this it's another is movie I, with an arm being carved up in a door. One, <laughs> and this is a movie I would maybe even uh, say, is this a horror movie? This, to me, this is kind of a straight thriller. It yes, definitely. It's uh and it plays out like a thriller, like I mean, Nazis are scary. No, Nazis are very scary. Yeah, Patrick Stewart is <laughs> talking about the bad dope, <laughs> and he says some other words that I won't uh, say on the he's podcast so or in life. Movie. But he's amazing. I'm like, how did that become the guy? And it's one of Anton Yelchin's last. Yep. Rip. So Green Room is a. You want to talk about grounded? That is an extremely grounded. It's just like a punk band in a Nazi like venue deep, deep in the woods of Oregon, mm-hmm. where which is Nazi country, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's it doesn't, it doesn't, the inciting incident is not what you're expecting. Like it sets the tension high immediately, but then like it is very much a thriller, but like it, it I, I put it as a horror movie just because, like, the way it, like, makes you tense up and stuff. Like, sure. obviously, like, Sunday Scaries. It's genre fluid. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> maybe I should, maybe when I decide on the movies, I should have a genre reveal uh, <laughs> party. Um, that's, one, that's one for me. It's a different genre G sound than gender. <laughs> gender. It took me a second. Uh, gendra. Uh, yeah, Green Room just... Fucking rocks. Everyone's good. For some reason, all of the most of the band are like English actors. Mm-hmm. It's got that one dude from Peaky Blinders. And is Imogen Poots? No, she might be American. Uh Alia Shawkat. Actually, never mind. Most of them are American. <laughs> but yeah, Alia Shawkat's really fun. I love seeing her and stuff. I mean, there's not really too much to say other than watch Green Room. Yeah, I watched Green Room. I, it just had so much. It's one of those. It's like a one location thing, pretty much. But uh, it's weirdly relatable. Like I, you know, I've been in bands and stuff. But yeah, also, yeah. I've like also been in places where I'm like, all right, we probably shouldn't be mm-hmm. in this fucking place. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It, it brings some like weird dynamics in when you're because you're like you're walking into someone else's dojo. And, yeah, like, right. you may have a sound guy that from the jump is like. I hate you and I don't want you to succeed. Because <laughs> I, I watched this as part of my little like pre-tour collection oh, of movies. Okay. Like th- it wasn't intentional. I watched it like well before, but I watched this and then I watched Dig and then I watched uh, yeah, I This Dig. is Spinal Tap. Oh, nice. Which, yeah. That's and then was it trilogy. you that recommended Almost Famous? It probably. Was. I mean, I, I like that movie, but Somebody, it probably wasn't me. I think it was someone else who was saying Kevin that would be Crow. another good tour movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to like go on tour after watching Green Room. We weren't siphoning gas. Um, <laughs> you got to add uh, Anvil. Anvil? The story of Anvil. Is that a tour movie? It's a tour documentary. It's great. Right on. Um, hey, you know what else we should add? A read. An ad read. Oh, yeah. I'd love to Maybe do that. Maybe two. Um, we have a 
uh, message from our sponsor here. Every year it feels like the holiday season sneaks up on us. The holiday rush means more mailing and shipping for your business, but it doesn't have to mean more stress. Stamps.com has been helping businesses save time and money for 25 years, and it can help you get ready for the holiday ramp up. All you need is a computer and printer to use. Stamps.com, they even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get you started. You can even schedule package pickups through the Stamps.com dashboard. Plus, if you sell products, online. Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Get your business ready for the holiday rush. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code FHPOD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code FHPOD. Yeah. Burnt your last piece of toast? Avocado's gone bad, or is it the hot sauce bottle that's empty? Well, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your freaking door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get your grocery delivery that actually delivers too, with thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries, just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value, man? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DashPass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code FUNHOUSE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. House is spelled H-A-U-S, not the normal way. <laughs> That's 50% off up to $20, no min subtotal. And zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code FUNHOUSE. Remember, that's H-A-U-S. Don't forget, that's code FUNHOUSE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. We're back with uh, Sunday Scaries. Uh, Charlotte, what's our next movie we're going to jump right into? Let's keep it light. Let's keep it fun. Mom and Dad with Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> A yes, movie one where... <laughs> of the, one of the best subgenres of, of child-killing movies, I yes, guess. Yes, by At the Hands of Their Parents. Yes. Uh, we talked about The Visit the other day. Uh, but Mom and Dad is it's lean, it's fun, mm-hmm. it's very funny, and it's uh, it doesn't shy away from how dark it is. Sure. Like you think for a while, like I forget who the wife is played by. Um, uh, someone of note, uh, Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I no, say. it's not. I don't think so. No, okay, I'm gonna look it up uh, right now because I would remember because I, I love her. Um, <laughs> but it's uh. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Selma Blair. It's Selma Blair. Yes, right. And she like there's a moment almost where you think like maybe she'll be able to resist whatever this thing is because she's such a sympathetic character. She's such like a a well-rounded and like down to earth, like not like, you know, she's rational. Sure. And then she, as soon as she gets home, it's just like, I got to kill these fucking kids. And it's so fun. The movie doesn't care about why it's happening. Like some people entertain, like it's a virus, it's radio waves. Uh It's something they put in the water. And it's like, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They just want to fucking murder their kids, which is so fun. And it has like a home alone kind of vibe. uh, And it's just like, yeah, the, the, the one scene with the train that I think it starts on is just like. I would put this as on. a, yeah, like you said, a super solid, fun little movie. It's only like an hour and a half. Yeah, you tight know, 90. Tight 90. Um, I would say, like, like I, I think I give it a, I have it as an eight here, which means great. But I, I kind of wish that there was another version of this movie that was more hardcore. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Like, I get that. The Battle Royale version where it's just everyone's psycho and then you see, you know, I, I not that kids I want dying, to see, see I, not that dying. I really am like, want to see just brutal I get what you're dying, saying, though, because it's kind of, children explode every it's once kind of plucky. Like, it has like a happier ending sure. than the premise would necessarily exactly. allow. If you're going to make a movie about p- parents being uh, hypnotized and I, killing their I kids, go, go full tilt. Oh, I, I rated it kind of low, but liked it. That's what I do sometimes. That's usually, I rated it a two and a half and a like. 
But I, okay. I typically rate low. Like three is like solid for me. Out of five, right? Yeah. Okay. So three would be. A I like to leave to a, a lot of headroom for like really spectacular movies. You know, and hi, Omar has always given me shit for this. And <laughs> he is like that. Because yeah. To me, that each number corresponds with an adjective, right? So, yeah. Like, we've so talked about this. I know we've talked about it, but 10, just to go over it again, 10 is a must see. Nine is amazing. Eight is great. Seven is good. Six is okay. Five is, uh, I forget, like so-so or something. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it gets in the weeds. Then there's poor, bad, terrible, and awful or something like that. Yeah, which makes sense. Anyway, so I just just sit there and go, was that movie good? It's a seven. Uh, But in hindsight, I kind of wish I had waited a little bit more to where six was good, like Mm -hmm. you're saying. And then seven is, you know, there's another adjective in between there. Because sometimes I'm like, you know, this movie was fine. It was good. But seven makes it seem like it's better. Yeah, it's totally a vibe-space thing for, for me. Sure. Like, if I sat there and thought about it, like if I wrote a dissertation, I would probably rate all these movies differently. But um, as soon as I finish watching, I try to fire from the hip. And I just, agree. Like, That's the way to let do me, it. Which I should, I should have been gut. talking about what these, what I rated each one of these on the list because this is my letterbox. Um, but I, I can do that moving forward. Um, we talked about Parasite a little bit, Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. I saw that one in theaters. That was also a pre-Sunday scary because that one kind of just like wasn't, it's not a horror movie at first. Like I really wouldn't call it a horror movie at all. It's personally. it's very much like a a psychological like I, I think it has like elements of horror, obviously, but like it's more horrifying than a horror sure. movie. Like it's kind of like appalling <laughs> um and tragic. Definitely tragic. Yeah, it's it kind of fucked up. I mean, there's room on Sunday scaries for fucked up movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh and there's uh let's see, I feel like us was just fine. Um, you know, that was one of the first uh, Funhouse videos I ever was in. Where yeah. I, it was Filmhouse and Us, and everyone, and I came right. in, you I came in, in you came in hot. about saying, you know, I didn't like Us, and everyone's giving me shit, and then in the comments, it was just like, I don't know who this new fucker Ryan is, but he's a fucking idiot, yeah. and fuck him for his movie But taste. you've been vindicated. Have I? Yeah, I think so. You I mean, think it's widely agreed that Us is, like, his weakest. Okay, thank God. Because I have Nope elsewhere on this list, and, like... Nope is not a horror movie, really, but like there's some scenes that were like pretty tense and scary. So I think it yeah. qualifies. I think all of his movies qualify to be. Obviously, Get Out does. I definitely like Nope more than Us, but I did not love Nope. Yeah, I, I also don't think I articulated myself very well in that Us podcast, but yeah, I don't know. That movie I, just I kind of pissed a, me off, honestly. I gave it the, two stars. The end, it, I, I, I bet you I gave it, yeah, about probably a, a four, uh, you know, which would have been a. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there was there was stuff that I liked, but then like, see this this is what I was saying about like mom and dad. Like the movie was like we don't care why this is happening or how this is happening. We're just focused on how it's happening to these people. But then they do go care about how. No, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem with us is that it goes so into the weeds about like revealing and explaining this world and like none of it makes any fucking sense. Yeah, and like they could have been it could have been so much better to not do the hands across the world thing which i know kind of is what it is but like to have them in this underground spoilers for us it had this underground area right like none of it made any sense and it it seemed like the movie was like we gotta explain all this and it's like i really wish you had it like because it was like way better with like scary tim heidecker and elizabeth moss um and like i i just thought like that was fun i (sighs) I forgot Tim Hyback was in there. Yeah, he was. He plays a great asshole. <laughs> um, so that was two stars. What else are we looking at on here? Quiet Place 2, whatever. Uh, the Invisible Man remake. Speaking um, of Elizabeth Moss. I didn't hate that. I liked it a lot. That was the last COVID movie, right? Uh, I think that was the last movie I saw in movie theater before COVID ended. Mine was Little Women. Okay. I, 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 that, that is around when this came out. They So they took... Classic universal horror uh, monster, The Invisible Man, which have have you seen the original original? I don't think so. The black and white one. It's Good. so so. This one, <clears throat> the new one, it it gives it much like the Suspiria remake. It gives it context, and it is the context of escaping an abusive relationship, okay. like how that person stays with you, and she's basically haunted by her abusive ex, who she escaped, who uh, through some means has managed to achieve invisibility. Whereas the first one, it's like. <laughs> The invisibility serum is found to also cause madness. And so there's just like 
I you, <laughs> if I remember correctly, it's just a white shirt moving around. It's like, aha, you can't catch me. And then everyone's like, I can't see him. And then he goes out into the streets and he's like, aha, how do you feel about this? And then picks up a bike and he's like, a bicycle flying. And he throws it at them and it's just like, Oh my god, it's so silly. And I watched the original one after I had seen the new one. And like, worlds apart. Like, they're uh-huh. barely even the same media. But like, it's so funny because it's so stupid, but also such early use of like this technology of like keying someone out in film. And it must have like, in the moment, it must have been like, this is how did they do this? This is horrifying. And like, like the way the new one does it is so cool and subtle. Like when she walks out of the kitchen, you just see a knife just get picked up and mm-hmm. then it cuts. Like that's so smart. There was a lot of cool little filmmaking things. Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Like, and like they really gags. like it felt like they really sat down and they were like, okay, how would this? How would an actual invisible man like work in a space? Like when she kicks a paint can yeah. down and it just like it's this horrifying just like creature now, just like half covered in paint splatter. <laughs> and they used that um, mechanical camera arm. Mm-hmm. I think it's called like MIA or something. But like it does those crazy like whip shots where it does it in real time. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but like it's basically an articulated arm like you'd see like at an auto manufacturing plant and it just whips the camera around and that's how they got those crazy shots like POV huh. of him like grabbing someone by the throat invisibly and then like throwing them to the floor and the camera follows it because if you look at it the way it operates, it operates extremely quickly but shoots at such a high uh, frame rate. That oh, they can, yeah, that's cool. It's, I want to see it's it really the cool. That. Yeah, like I've, it, it, I forget what it's called, but like highly recommend looking up this like articulated camera arm because it was such a cool inventive way of doing it and it looks like a special effect but it is technically practical i mean it's through amazing camera work yeah that a a human could not achieve i don't think right like maybe a member of cirque du soleil or something (laughs) like i don't know but like so good so fun and inventive uh what did i give that one i rated that pretty high i think i rated that three and a half yeah okay that would have been a seven for me that one's really good. Um, God, I've, there's so many movies. Did you ever see Hollow Man by Paul Verhoeven? No, I want to see that one. Is I that mean, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a remake of the same movie. I mean, it's it's a, a, at the very least a very similar. Yeah. It's, an, I mean, it's, it's Man it's, Invisible. Yes. It's not great, but uh, oh, okay. uh, it's Paul Ver- Verhoeven's horny ass directing it. So you got a lot of mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, you know, being invisible watching his wife in the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't. I would let Kevin Bacon watch me. <laughs> Good to know. He doesn't have to be invisible either. Commenters, if you if you let Kevin Bacon watch you uh, uh, undress while he was if invisible, please let us know down in the comments. Less than three degrees, let him know that I'm game. <laughs> Send it through the chain. We need to get the word <laughs> back. Vegan just Kevin. like sitting there, like <laughs> <laughs> you can come into my house and watch me, Kevin. <laughs> um, I got like fifteen minutes left. I'm but, embarrassed well, to say that I've never watched uh, the Lighthouse, which I uh, and I love Robert Eggers now after the Northman. I did oh not God, love him the after Northman the Northman. So Vivitch. cool. Um, yeah, the Lighthouse rocks. I mean, like that's what it's, I hear. It's just men experiencing overt cabin fever. And like the way it looks is like so unsettling. And it's like all in, I don't even think it's three, four. I think it's one, one. I think it's like square aspect ratio. Yeah. And like it feels so closed off and, and awful. And like uh, Willem Dafoe is playing such a fun, like it feels like a caricature, but I would believe that that's how those guys were like old sea dogs and yeah. he's like you don't like me beans you don't like me lobster Winston Wilson <laughs> uh highly recommend that's another one where it's like is it horror no not really it's 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 more of like a like extremely tense thriller okay. kind of but like it's so unsettling that i i feel like if it belongs very comfortably here in sunday scaries since we're uh, nearing to the end of our time together, should mm-hmm. we just kind of blaze? Do we just want to like rapid fire the ones that I haven't talked about? Yeah, like the, uh, one, the notable ones. We don't go. Have yeah, to go let's talk all about let's talk about some of the newer ones that's come out in the past couple of years. I'll start with uh, Smile. Smile was fine. It could have been better. It was like t- last year's like big horror, big budget mm-hmm. horror entry. So, did you see that? I did not see it. It was it was fine. It was good. There were some like great effects. There were some fun like kills kind of happening, but like. 
it didn't go as weird as I wanted to. Like a lot of it was kind of like a conventional horror movie. But something it did do really fun was the like jump scares were just done through typical sound design. Like it would have like a slamming of a car door and it's done so loud and so on or right before the cut that like you're expecting a traditional jump scare. And then like, boom, it's just someone honking in mm. another, it cut to a different scene. Cool. And like, that's a really good way of like subverting the expectations. Like this is very much a movie that exists on top of like everything that came before it. Sure. Like, yeah. But I also like, something that bothered me is like, so she's haunted by this like demon. Uh. Um, and it shows itself by smiling. It, is, it can take any form, but it's always smiling. But like, there's no point in the movie where like a normal person smiles at her and she goes crazy and like loses really? her mind. Yeah, there's that doesn't happen. Missed like, opportunity. Which seems like pretty like it should have had more smiling. Like the fact that it's called Smile seems like just kind of following that thread of like, what if we put a scary version of a children's song in a movie trailer? And it's just like we've done that. You have to like you have to do the next level. Um, well, I I, I kind of was mad I didn't see this one because when I saw the trailer, a I thought I had a really good trailer. Good trailer, yeah. That uh, always worked whenever I saw it in the theater. But also, I liked I liked the, the simple nature of the concept of this. I mean, movie. it's it looks good and it is unsettling. And I, yeah. I recommend anyone it. can smile, but yeah, smiles in the in wrong contexts are pretty creepy and weird which, sometimes. Which is kind of the whole deal. Like, wouldn't it be creepy if this thing smiled? But yeah. like. The psychological aspect did not do it for me. Like, I feel like she should have been, like... Like, she's completely unhinged by the end of the movie, which is super fun. But, like, I feel like she could have been... It didn't really translate into the world. Although there was an amazing children's birthday party scene. Okay. Which is all Always I'll say. Good. Which, like, I cheered <laughs> watching it at home. My I was old, like, hell yeah. My old stomping grounds. Yeah, you, you'll you appreciate it especially. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's But you realize what's happening right before it happens, and you go, oh, no. <laughs> so, like, that shit rocks. Like, it was a fun movie. It was cool. And it, it was kind of, like, in the vein of, like, the It Follows, like, you know, this thing will never stop until you're gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, the menu came out last year, mid uh, fun performances, Boo. but Fuck it did movie. not do enough. It was like so many missed opportunities after missed opportunities. Like yeah. when they sent those guys out to get like the eggs and like the loser will such and such. And like, I'm like, oh, someone's going to die. Nope. They just did the whole thing. And then it just, I don't know. It's just disappointing. It felt like it had so much, like so many ideas. And Ralph Fiennes was, or Raph? Rafe? Sure. Rafe Fiennes? <laughs> R. Fiennes was like, uh-huh. Really fun, and I like Anya Taylor Joy and Nicholas Holt together, like just a whole cast of characters. But like, boy, did it disappoint! Yeah, it, it was so disappointing, and it was the first time I'd seen, you know, because I I fucking love battle royale, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and movies like that, we've talked touched on it earlier with M- mom and dad, and this mom was the, dad. you know, basically just like a bunch of people have to kill other people for some re- stupid reason. Yeah, you know? which is what I thought this was going to be. Which is what I it kind of is at the beginning a little bit, like, or it, it says it's going to be that, or at least the trailer kind of made it seem like that. And it this definitely to me, where did. I was just sitting there going, "This is like just the lamest version of it that was kind of a so story." So unsatisfying, and I feel like it didn't actually like lampoon like the fine dining, like no. upper class. Uh, upper crust like it wanted to like it just it just fell so flat like and like the emotional core is an Anya Taylor Joy which like kind of worked with Ralph Fine Ray Fines but you could never tell how he felt about her really it was just like it just like was so disappointing and like the motivations made no sense interesting thing and the about, ending was fucking terrible the ending was just awful. sitting there the, accepting they're they're burning alive the ending as marshmallows was fake. horrendous go fuck yeah, yourself it's just like it would have been cool if like the kitchen staff was even more demented about like killing themselves uh-huh. like there's like a couple shocking parts sure when the when the one yes. chef kills himself that was yeah, cool yeah that was cool but like that's that's as the highest that was the movie it. reaches i um Oh, what was I going to say? I, I I can't even remember. It was just like, oh, yeah, fun fun fact. The opening shot of this movie, stock footage. Yeah. That's amazing. So it starts with Anya Taylor-Joy smoking a cigarette, right? But if you look, someone pointed this out on Twitter, they also found the stock footage on a stock site. <laughs> it is a close-up of a woman lighting a cigarette, but, like, different nails, different setting, different, like, face wow. and and then it, it's so close up and it only just starts that opens on this shot of a woman lighting a cigarette and then it cuts to Anya Taylor Joy with the, on the dock outside with a cigarette 
That's so weird. Honestly, they got away with it because like that's kind of like the perfect time to not catch that because why would you be expecting that? Uh-huh. You're getting right into it. But like if you watch it, it's different. It's a different person. <laughs> it's a different cigarette. It's a different place, cameras, lighting. <laughs> I mean, they obviously color time to, to, to fit, but like so interesting to me. That's like That's like a little like, you know, as a post person, I'm like, okay, good on you that you got that by most people. Wow, I mean, so they suck at every element of filmmaking. Coverage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, also, they could have started with any shot. I don't know. It did not have to. Like, the cigarettes kind of come into play later because that's. She yeah, she's to trying smoke. to quit. I don't know. Why are we spending time on the menu yeah, when it's right next menu. to Barbarian? Oh, yeah. Give me yeah! more. Yeah. The Love best him. hard cut in cinema <laughs> to Justin Long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's it's rocks. that is like it goes from so horrifying to you want to talk about subversion. God, when she like invites uh, that scars guard in, uh huh, and I won't say what happens, but like not what you'd expect. Like, not at all. The movie they, goes, oh man. Talking about not what you'd expect. Like like I've never heard of a director. Uh, I watched interviews. All like, I love the. Th- out of this movie but like yeah. he talks about in interviews how he was like yeah I didn't know what was gonna happen I just sat down it was like a writing exercise for me and I'm just sitting there like I, it was like 30 pages in I'm like alright now what happens and so and it, you can it's one of the it does yeah where it, you can it feel did that change as script. it went you're right yeah. where it's like wow this like you're kind of like how did we get from here to there but it's like wow the director the writer didn't even know where it was going just followed the thread feel yeah. that I mean yeah. in the be- it does feel like it could go any way right. and the fact that it did go the way it did I was like oh uh-huh. pleasantly surprised and then when it keeps going the ways it goes like if you haven't seen Barbarian go watch Barbarian like it may not even be for you but it is required viewing like, uh, yeah, it, watch it with- it's it's something that I think is gonna just like it's one of those like films that is going to be like looked back on as like oh this was like like a maybe like a minor sea change like this is gonna bring about like a different kind of like I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just like, it's just good. And also another tight 90, just about, if tight I remember 90. correctly. And also, not only just watch it, but, but watch it with as many people as you can find. Oh, like, it's a good I party watched it movie. alone, but I want to watch it with, with people. Uh, yeah, because I watched it uh, uh, with a friend like at the theater, but then I like went and got some friends to watch it. And I just had so much fun sitting there watching them squirm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's so discomforting. <laughs> and, and also, I love to see Justin Long. Oh, I love seeing Justin Long. Yeah. It's a joy. Um, with the few minutes, uh, Evil Dead Rise. So we can end with the most recent one I watched. But competent, yeah. good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, it's probably my least favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I, I I really like the last remake that happened to what a decade. That's ago. the only one I haven't seen. I like that more than uh, than this one. And well, I I said that I, I maybe like this one more than the original a little bit, and yeah. I love the fuck out of the original just for what it did. But in terms of like, if you're gonna pick a movie to rewatch, you know, uh, two and especially three, Army of Darkness. Yeah, is I don't know if I can compare this to Army of Darkness though. And I know you've I can, had to like you've had to like do this so many times, <laughs> and I'm not here to to put your feet to the fire because I also like Army of Darkness. It's like a very different movie. Top of uh, very important film for me, probably top ten. And that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really liked this. I, I thought it was so fun. I want to watch the remake. I mean, like, it just like I like a sequel that's like totally disconnected from the original. Not actually like there's like the Necronomicon or whatever in this one, but like different characters, different place. But it so understands what the original one wanted to do like the silliness and scariness i feel like i mean i will disagree yeah uh, a little bit in the sense that maybe it's like, been a minute since i saw it but it, I, do, it just, I do think that it's it's a hard task to be given to say hey go go make a remake slash like just vibe sequel to a beloved sam raimi movie yeah because he's such a singular unique filmmaker so it's like James, I think, was talking about this when the movie came out. He's like, what is an Evil Dead movie? Is it, is, it's basically, and he, he says, like, it's just a bunch of demons that are being an asshole to you, essentially. Like, that's their big thing, is mm-hmm. that they're just 
kind of jerks. And, uh, you know, there's a chainsaw at some point, essentially, <laughs> and a lot of blood. Yeah, something that like, digests And I don't trees. know. There's something about taking it out of the cabin in the woods. You think so? That I, to, for me personally, I, I didn't buy this movie uh, in the setting, the New York setting or whatever. LA. Are they in New York? Or they're in LA, yeah. whatever. They're in an apartment building, though. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know. It just like, I, I didn't, it just kind of felt like, like the, the, they were trying to make a Evil Dead remake. That uh, and try to uh, shoehorn in all the elements because at the very end, I thought that the whole final fight was kind of lame. Where it's just like out of nowhere, she just randomly sees a uh, a chainsaw in a Dutch angle, you know, like uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi would have done, and then she grabs it. Yeah, no, yeah, but I was so garage. bought in at that moment that I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's just let's just get it done. Let's wrap it up." I guess like it, it it didn't languish in the like spookiness for me, which I was glad about. Like it, it, like it was like, what's the next thing? Like, let's. Yeah, like, we're not. I thought it could have been scarier, much. and it kind of like what I was saying a second ago. You know, it gave me like little member berry, member berries vibes, where it's like, remember the chainsaw? Remember oh, this thing? Yeah. Oh, wait, See, like, remember the first movie? It's been so long since I saw it that I was like experiencing it as its own thing. Yeah, like, I saw Evil Dead Two probably like fifteen years ago, and maybe not since. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I thought it was so fun, and I also liked that the characters felt different from what i remember from evil dead movies like i do want to i want to go back and the 2013 one's been on my list since i watched this but i really way um, more hardcore it way. is yeah okay because i because like bloodier. there was like a bunch of hardcore shit like this did like went further than uh like mom and dad we were talking about how mm -hmm. like it's pretty you know it's pretty plucky everyone does fine and like this movie does things where it's like oh i didn't think they were actually going to do that you like, mean the, the new remake? The new one. Yeah. yeah like I, I I won't like go into detail, but like it makes decisions that like you don't necessarily take for granted for a horror movie to make. Yeah, it's like a little more hardcore than your average horror movie, but it's not as hardcore as I want my evil dead. Okay. Horror I movie well then I gotta watch I gotta watch the remake. That's high on the list. Yeah. And then talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. You know, baby, I, talk to me. Talk to me. I was looking so forward to that movie because mm -hmm. it's these two YouTuber brothers from Australia yeah, yeah. that I I think that their career is awesome. But I uh, uh, I would say that I thought that this movie was pretty good. Like not great, mm -hmm. solid six or seven um, out of ten. And you know, uh, they it was well made. But I did not walk away from it being blown away. I think I would say really good. Really good. Yeah, where I I really enjoyed it, and it's not like it didn't like blow me away like like it follows. Uh -huh. Um, but like I I really liked it. Had some like amazing set pieces, and it like it nailed like teens in a way that like most movies just don't understand like teens. I think that's a good point. It, like, it does have cool teen stuff. Yeah. The, the montages of them all. Yes. Because like if you had just a bunch of shithead teens, I don't know what it's like in Australia, <laughs> but if it's like America, that is exactly how it like if one acquired an occult item, everyone would just be like, oh, do you hear about this fucking thing? And just like taking videos of it like it's a fight behind the Duncan. And like <laughs> That that would to me was like it was really it was really fun and it felt really authentic and like the teens behaved in a way that like it made sense for like what do you do if your entire main cast for the most part is just like just hormonally driven and stupid and want a validation and like approval from your friends and like every character felt like so fun and real and like the end I was like eh, that's fine. Like the end, like I think it wrapped it up. I think it went where it needed to go. To be honest, I I, I was gonna say one of the things I really liked about it was the very, very, very end. Scene. Oh, the very, very end. Yeah, was I, I was like, yeah. that's a good way to end. I this was a movie. little confused. Maybe I was just like turned around, but I was confused by like the motivations of like what the spirits wanted her to do and why she was doing anything. Like, was she following orders? Was she sure. resisting orders? And like the movie didn't really care. Like we've talked today a lot about like, does the movie care about? like explaining to you why certain things are happening. And mm -hmm. like when a movie can like 
let you check out and just en- enjoy the events without having to like second guess it and be like, but why is this happening? Like, yeah, kind of like, like the end of I- Men, how it, it doesn't explain yeah, why that's yeah. happening. And you're like, wow, this is a ma- an amazing movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not horror, but like all of John Wick 4, a movie I really enjoyed the whole time. I'm like, why the fuck is he doing this? Is it honor? Like, what, what are his motivations? What drives him? Like, I don't know why this character is endangering all these important people to him. Like, mm-hmm. th- and that brought up like, this better be worth it. You risk my father's life. And it's like, why, dude? <laughs> like, why is he doing any of this? But like, uh, talk to me, I think, I think it most, I think that's getting a sequel. I believe it. I feel, I feel like this kind of like, I feel like the like A24, like Blumhouse style, like art house horror had kind of like reached a point where it's like, all right, what, now what? Let's, let's juice it. And I feel like this kind of, was that juice? From what um, I hear, it was bought on the spot at a festival by A24. Like I think they, you're right. I think Sundance or something. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Horror movies are like literally besi- besides the uh, uh, superhero industry, like the profit the, the only ones that you can kind of count on to uh, for everyone to go to the theater for. Horror yeah, movies. you're right. I mean, I mean, like horror movies and Taylor Swift concert films. Anyway, <laughs> everyone, we've had a great time here on the Funhouse Podcast with a super special Sunday Scaries uh, episode featuring Charlotte. I would love to do a part two at some point. Yeah, this know? was great. This was I awesome. mean, like we should do one maybe at the end of the month because I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. try to turn through a lot uh, yeah. leading up to uh, Halloween. But like, I feel like leave your recs below. Maybe um, I can uh, bring in a list of my favorite horror movies. I would like that because you've you've recommended quite a few to me. You look through my and and I can also go through my list of what I haven't watched yet because like Perfect. I have a I have a list that I'm still working through. Okay. Um, what did I move up to the front? God, there was one that was just recommended to me. Is it like Wreck or something? It's like a Spanish movie. REC. REC. Yeah. That movie fucking rocks. Like f- for real. Like I'm not just hyping this up. Like, like. In terms of the movies that actually scared me, yeah. you know, like like that movie is up there, top okay. three probably, because well, it's so and it's a found footage uh, uh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like one of the best found footage movies in my opinion. Okay, because really, that's, a, that's, a, tough, that's a tough one to nail. Sometimes those are annoying. Yeah, sometimes they're very annoying. That one was great. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Appreciate it. I'll leave your uh, movie recommendations down in the comments. Peace. Boo. Ah. <laughs>